This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to Working Class on DeerCast. It's actually episode 99, Eric and Doug. We got the boys in the house. Yeah, it's 99. It's the three amigos. That's right. Here on DeerCast. Thank you guys for being here and uh, supporting what we do here on DeerCast and supporting DeerCast and WCB. It's a community effort. That's right. Um, we really appreciate you. Guys. What's going on? We're almost episode 100 of this series, and not really going to do anything super crazy for episode 100, but I'm going to do something a little different, um, which I don't want to announce, but I got I got some simple but cool stuff planned. I might be uh, making a mistake. Oh, perfect. Full transparency. I might be putting myself under fire that uh, doesn't need to be That's under right. fire. Interesting. I might be putting myself in a huh. weird spot uh, in the public eye that I might not need to be in, but I think it'll be fun. Or it won't be, it'll just be like a normal episode. But either way, thank you for supporting this along the way, all the way to the 99th and 100th episode. The people enjoy it. means yep. a lot. What's up, fellas? How you guys feeling? Feeling good. Good. Feeling it's great. It's a late night session. Late night session, man. We've been working hard. We've been uh, working overtime a little bit. Um, really, kind of last minute, had some hunts, uh, elk hunt thrown on us, yep. which is great news. Um, but it means that we have to like cover everything on the back end and make everything uh, well, I mean, work we, out. Yeah, I mean, we got an elk hunt coming up, but we're less than what three weeks away from opening <sighs> seat opening day here in Illinois yeah. and Iowa. So. Man, so we've been recording ahead of time, which is not a normal thing. Uh, it, you know, normally we try to stay fairly week to week, but yep. lately with our schedule and having people in the studio, it's better to get ahead of the game a little bit. So uh, we had kind of a fun thing we did this podcast. We meant to record like. Well, three weeks ago, and uh, what we did is uh, we reached out to our Patreon. Can that be the cover art? Yeah, I think we will use that for cover art. <laughs> um, I said, uh, I got Patreon pulled up here on screen. 
Um, guided working class on DeerCast episode. Ask us. The three amigos are going to be recording a DeerCast episode soon. Ask us anything. Deer season, archery related. We'll chop through them. Keep in mind the DeerCast series is clean. As we, possible. We don't say the F word on DeerCast, um, which for good reason. This, this <laughs> yes. is rated E for We try not to. Yeah. So uh, we reached out to you guys on our Patreon. Thank you for that. And ask just some questions. You know, ask us anything. And we have a few of them we're going to go through and try and elaborate on and not just burn through them so crazy. Um, this is, I like doing this because no right or wrong answers. And we just get to kind of do it and have some fun. Kind of cut up. Um, okay. Paul Serretta asks, would you rather have 1,000 acre parcel or 10 hundred acre, par- acre parcels? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a great question. Hmm. I think both have. Oh, Kurt, you got your answer already? Yeah, I do have my answer. Do 10 hundred acre parcels. I'm leaning that. Well, I don't know. Because a thousand acres, one chunk would be. You don't have to worry about spreading out as much. Okay. I could see That's both answer. sides, but if I had to like gun to my head, I think I'm going to do uh, 10 100 acre parcels. Here's my theory. Um, if you spread it out, there's more chance for better buck in one of the locations versus having it all in one spot and kind of have sure. like same genetic pool or disease or drought yeah. or you know whatever variable that might negatively affect one piece. If it's all in one, could affect your whole thing. Whereas if you spread it out over ten options, one in ten hopefully is there's going to be. A uh, better chance for a better buck, or maybe a different genetic pool, yeah. or a different area that maybe avoided some drought, or I mean, whatever. If you got ten change the scenery, part, yeah, change the scenery. It, um, like you said, the drought and everything. And there's, I mean, there's got to be a big buck at one out of ten. You hundred so. acre, but I mean, one thousand acres I could see as well because you could you I'm know, still do whatever you want to that. Thousand acre, I think. Hey, listen, let me have both, and then like let me hunt them for like a decade. Yeah, let's all three try them, and then we'll come back. Yeah, so if anybody yeah. out there has a thousand acre piece or ten hundred acre pieces, um, we'll do that and we'll give you a really yeah. good answer. Would you rather have a thousand acre parcel or ten? Acre? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we could have done answer. that. Yeah, we'll have those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. It's a great question, Paul. That is a great question. Thanks for that, dude. Um, oh, Ethan Hall asked, "What is your opinion on bow mounted decoys?" Um, I don't have much experience with them. I've never killed anything with a bow mounted decoy, but I've used a decoy mounted to a somebody else's bow to kill an animal. I guess I've never <laughs> used a bow mounted one because the one we used on Who's that use? that antelope that that was dope. Remember that uh-huh. impossible talk we did? Yes, but you just had. I don't think it's a bow mounted one, was it? It was a sideways Montana. Yep, yep. But uh, Jeremy, when I killed my antelope, he had one on his bow, oh, and he just okay. held his bow, and I drew kind of like quarter behind him and then stepped out and shot an antelope. So I guess I've never used a bow-mounted decoy. So I, think, I don't know. I like them. I think they had their place, like for antelope. I mean, I don't know how it worked for I mean, a if you tail. asked Jared Scheffler, it would be a different story, but. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. Why I like not? Em. Why not? Yeah. You know, unless it's going to really hinder like shooting form, your shot process, nick of fletching, then no. But I think if you take all the necessary precautions, it could be a great thing. 
Um, okay, this is Chris Adams. What's up, brother? Thanks for submitting the question. Kurt, you talk about the bow hunting ladder fairly regularly. When did you all know you hit the next step? Uh, was it something you felt about a particular hunt or was it seeing the result, i.e. bigger deer? I think uh, I, I think you don't really know you hit the next step until looking back in hindsight a little bit over time. Yep. I don't know I how to that. answer that question It's, it's a hard accurately. one to answer because... We've all here have climbed the ladder, but it like all of our ladders are have different rungs, you know. That's a very good point. I think yeah, like if yeah. you look at like a decade right. of hard hunting and you look back and you look back on year one to year ten, it's like what changed in that? And then you kind of see where your steps were. And the, the steps might be blurry sure from year to year. And sometimes you step back and step yeah. up or step two step up and back. It's weird. It's variant. So I'd say for me. So in Iowa, we had youth season, so, you know, I was climbing the ladder there before I even could touch, I even touched a bow, really. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never. So then when I started that. bow hunting, I was already, you know, had my eyes on bigger things. You had like five rungs up. Yeah. So, and then my whole family was just deer, big deer hunters. So for me, it was just like, I don't know, natural to follow that, I guess. Yeah. Your scale, you started out a little higher. Yeah. 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 That's a great question, Chris. I think. I think everyone's going to answer I that kind of differently. But I think people climb the ladder pretty quick. What? Well, like, I'd say, yeah. like, when you start hunting. And Nowadays, five, and people five, find, yeah, climb it quicker now, with, with the content. But even Eric, like, in, you know, three or four years, you're like, all right, like, you know, let's go for bigger deer. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've been climbing the ladder since 2004. I think, yeah. I, I feel like it. when I first started, it went way up. <laughs> and it never really, like plateaued but like it went up to a certain point and then it it slowly climbs after that you know because you get to that point where you're just learning and you learn a shit ton at once yeah yeah then you're kind of learning like oh i should try this yeah you kind of like you start off green you learn enough to see deer you learn enough to kill okay bucks and then you kind of like learn some things through trial and error and experience. Kind of like that ladder it. step, like or yeah, the, the step, real great step. Like where's the where's the notch in the step, or is it like it's 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 not always so defined. Where's your rise and wrong? You know, it's a great question because we do it talk is. about that a lot. Like it's hard line, like climb the water. You're on this step now. You're on this step, and I, and it doesn't really break down that way. But yeah, bigger deer. Um, I think consistency in deer efficiency in hunts like sits for uh kills but not always you can't always judge it in that and i don't ever feel like like this year i'll be like oh my god i just went up another rung in the deer hunting woods you know it's kind of like it's in hindsight it is yeah it's in hindsight yeah it Mm -hmm. is yeah you you look back on your season but you evaluate it but it might take you five years to look back and see where what steps were taken yeah i mean like like climbed quite a bit like last year Mm -hmm. i didn't kill anything but i seen three booners so i'm like Okay, I'm doing something right. Yeah, yeah. So, that says something. That says something. You know, I didn't necessarily climb three rungs or one rung or anything, but you're at least oh, finding where you want to be. I'm actually going up. Yeah, you know, I'm still going up. Yeah, you're, so. you're, yeah, you're dialing in somewhere. Yeah, it's weird because it's it's just like um, it kind of is relative to like the goat, the greatest of all time type question. It's like yeah, you know, there's everybody has their own answers. Yep. But it's never definite. And everyone has their own ladder. I apologize, Chris. That sounded so vague. <laughs> it did, but... Yeah. But I think it makes, it makes sense, it kind makes of. Sense for sure. 
I mean, some people just, you know, <laughs> skip the whole ladder in general and just start going for this big deer. Greatness immediately. Yeah. <laughs> no one does Jump that. right off the roof. Maybe. Some people just jump. All right. Hunter Wagner. Shout out, my neighbor. If it's hot out, you killing does early or waiting for cooler weather? We'll tackle that question first. Uh, if it's hot out, are you killing does early or waiting for... I like to shoot a doe early. Early is better. Um, just to kind of get it up. But, you know, I, I've done that for a long time, every year up until last season. Um, but it, I don't know. We'll see how I feel. Like, I don't have to shoot a doe. You know, it's nice to get the, the ring rust out. Yeah. I mean, if I still have a tag, my a doe tag in my pocket and it's cooler weather. I buy two doe tags. Yeah. I buy two doe tags, two buck tags in Illinois where I'm at as a resident. Um, I bought them the other day. I buy them straight up before season and have them ready because you just never know. Yeah, you never know. I buy them to have them. Because if you still have a doe tag December 1st, mm-hmm. you're going to kill one, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I usually go for the doe early. Not just... if I if I kill one doe, I tip. It depends on my mood. I normally try and shoot a doe first, and then uh, if I kill a buck after that, then I, I don't. I don't shoot a doe just to shoot one. Okay, we'll see. You know, if I have an itch, I go on nanny steps. <laughs> I got an itch. I like to scratch it sometimes. <laughs> um, will you ever bring back the giant tracker on Deercast? Um, so that might be controversial. I would like to. I'll tell you that I have some episodes scheduled with guys around the country um, about some uh, deer stories coming up that I think are going to be really interesting. The thing with Giant Tracker, uh, a couple of my challenges were um, I normally use them from Giant Tracker uh, posts scheduled on DeerCast. And the biggest challenge I have is when I reach out, no one responds back. And... uh, I just kind of got frustrated. That and kind of all, when you get someone that you know nothing about or no other details besides they kill a big buck, a lot of the stories kind of end up the same story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I saw him and I had a picture of him and then he came in and then I shot him. And then for me to add that to an episode personally, it's just not that interesting. Full transparency. Um, I like big buck stories. But to kind of just be like, oh, I had a picture of him. I saw him. He came in. I shot him. Here he is. I don't. I don't really feel like that's that intriguing um, right. to me or the listener. I like to have a little more fun. Uh, but sometimes it is. Yeah. Um. So let's be honest. Some people are better to interview than others. Yeah, especially you get somebody who's just doesn't really know what you do anyway, or they're just kind of like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know. Oh, so a lot of them we did were a lot of fun, um, and maybe we will. But right now, I don't think it's necessary. Um, if people really are asking for it and really want that back, then we'll do it. But right now, I'm kind of vague. I know Mark wants it back. I probably should do them. But I don't really think the effort to put into scheduling and trying to get people to do it on their lunch breaks and stuff and after work. Uh, yes, yeah, scheduling. Right now, I don't see it working out. But I, if, if it's something you guys want to hear, I'd like to do I'll do it. Let me know. Let us know. Parker Barron asks, put cameras out July 5th this year. Got a step. By the way, we haven't read any of these questions. So off the top, put cameras out July 5th this year. Got steady bucks that I would definitely take almost every day in daylight. Then they disappeared for two weeks and have only seen one come back. What's your guys' opinion on early season summer patterns? And when do you usually see the switch? 30 acres in South Central Minnesota. Uh, Parker, my personal opinion 
I don't count on anything until Velvet's off, and then I don't, I don't get my hopes up until they're hard horned. Yep, and doing stuff where I'm like, all right, he might be doing that. Yeah, I know. I we talked about it on another podcast, but I mean, this literally just happened to me. So I mean, it happens every year, and usually they do come back, but you never know when, really. Like yeah. cameras will tell you when they come back, but I don't know, it's just a guessing game at that point. Yeah, that's a tough but if one. If they have man. history of the deer from the years prior coming back, then they'll come Around back. Around here, it's all in the velvet. The velvet it comes off, and then they just start doing big buck things, and you never yeah. know what they're going to do. Yeah. They might stick around. They might not. It's exciting to get big velvet pitchers, but once a deer sheds, you just never know. You don't know what's going on. Like Mark always says, when the velvet comes off, the brain cells develop, mm, yeah. and it, it's, anything can happen, man. Best of luck to you, though, brother. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> Hopefully... You see your boys back. Show them back up. <laughs> your boys come back. Uh, Keaton Rhodes. All right, right here he's got two. Uh, can imposter syndrome apply in deer hunting? I'm very fortunate to hunt a hunting hole of an 80-acre piece. The majority of my bucks have been taken off this property from 138s to a 180-inch freak and a few in between. Can a property make a hunter? I hunt in central Iowa for area of reference. It's a great question, Keaton. I've never, yeah, that's a really good question. A property, can a property make a hunter? That's a great question. Yes and no. I think yes, a property can make a perception of a good hunter. I think what that hunter does over a long period of time really shows what kind of hunter. I think, I think... Um, because no matter what, you got that eighty acre piece. Yeah, I mean, you from gotta, the first year hunting, if you've been there, the first year, or the tenth year, you're gonna learn way more shit the tenth year. Well, I think too, you know, like killing big deer is hard. If they're free range, true wild deer, even if you have the best property, it you know some years it might happen easier for you than yeah. it would somebody else. So, but you know, take that, take that when that I happens. Take that W all day. But I think. Oh, yeah. um, you can't discredit somebody for having good ground. No. You can't at all. No. That's the same argument of a public land guy hating on a private land guy for killing deer. Um, I think an overall resume, when a guy goes to different places, you know, and you see how he hunts or whatever, and has a resume built up, that shows like a true overall um, scale of a hunter. I think, uh, but I don't know. I don't really look at that, look at it that way. I don't, I don't think it makes a hunter. I mean, it helps for hunting. But, I mean, your hunt. <laughs> You're a hunter because you're out there hunting them. Like you, let's let's use Keaton as an example. And he's got a good resume, so if like we, you said time, if we knew Keaton really well over a ten year span, and he's killed a bunch of bucks, you know, one sixty to one eighty, I'd be like, ah, oh, dude, the kill dude killed studs. Yeah, he's a killer. Yeah, I just say he's a killer. He's but if he just went and shot one one eighty and then called himself, you know, a big best. time killer. Yeah, Dude, I know a chick then from maybe. high school killed one good buck in the one fifties on gun season. Randomly, oh, there's always that one. It's the only deer she's ever killed. And at first, she walked around like, "Yeah, I kill big bucks," and I'm like, "Well, we'll see." Oh, like she's nice, she's cool, yeah. you know. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't scale it that way. But if I know Keaton and Keaton over ten years has killed a bunch of bucks, like one sixty to one eighty, I'm like, "Yeah, dude, kills studs." Yeah. Uh, but I'm not like. Well, he's only killing studs because he's got a good He's 80. got the greatest property I've ever seen, and it ain't yeah. fair. Um, I'd say don't <laughs> worry about it. That's probably the right answer. Just keep killing them deer, brother. 
I mean, he's still probably passing big bucks to get to the 180 mark. If you know you got a 180, why are you shooting 130s? You know, if you got another 180 next year, probably pass at 130 for your 180. Or you know what? Shit. Do what you want. Kill whatever. Do what you want. <laughs> Kill them 130s if you want to. Yeah, great Shit, question. That's a good question. Like it a lot. All right. Zach. Uh, how to have conversations with a qualified experienced deer hunter, 20 plus bucks with a bow and gun that they may should start focusing on older age class deer without being a, a dick. Also any new bird species hitting the cams that Doug's excited to watch this year. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> that All right. Funny. How to have the conversation with a qualified experienced deer hunter, 20 plus bucks with a bow and gun. That they may should start focusing. Okay. So I, I'm without wondering, being... th- does he mean like guys are just shooting like a bunch of bucks? Like they have a, a yeah. high deer number, so They're just not shooting the he's quality having the of conversation beer? with the one guy that has 20 plus bucks, but he's just, they're just keeps shooting. Like little, they're not big deer. Bu- they're yeah. just any deer. Yes. That's what I'm gathering yes. from this. That's what I take. Uh, off of. How, I, how would I tackle that situation? How would you tackle it, Doug? Looking at you, your face. <sighs> I don't know. I think not like, don't be rude about it, but like, just be honest as possible. Like we got a really good property here and we know there's big bucks here. Is he hunting the same property as you? Well, he must be if he's, or at least a neighboring. Yeah. It's like, we had a good thing here. Like me and my neighbors talked about it, like, and kind of agreed on a certain range of deer we would like to see. I mean, I guess it's hard because you know, some people might just take the, it's my property route and I'll do what I want. Yeah, you have to like dance around because you don't want to like blow it up. And yeah, upset yeah. Everybody. But it's also a conversation you need <sighs> Man, to have because, hard. I mean, whether he says, this is my property, I'm going to do whatever I want, that's his decision. He can do that. God. Yeah. But you got to have that one. conversation. You know what? I approach it by, hey, man, you know, I don't know. I want, I'm trying to think how I would do it. I probably approach it by, hey, man, what kind of deer are you trying to shoot? Do you care about like, do you care about trophy management? Do you care about big bucks? Or do you, are you shooting deer for me? Like, what program are you on? I was like, and I might just be like, I'm just curious because kind of feel it, out it might be fun to like see if we can grow some deer around here and we'll share trail cam pictures and like kind of come from a super neutral standpoint. Like, yeah. Hey, man, are you interested in growing big deer? That's pretty good. It might be kind of cool to like, if we can see, we can let a couple of these bucks grow and kind of just see and we'll share pictures and get on the same program. And, you know, maybe we could shoot more does for meat. And I don't know. There might be a cool way to approach it that way. Might be hard too. That might be how like, I would do it. He almost don't want to come off like insulting them on the deer they shoot. Because an old timer like that, yeah, like he's I, saying, is he's gonna take it one way or the other. Yeah, as an insult, or he's gonna be like twenty Hell plus yeah, let's years. That might be a hard dude to convert. That's what I'm saying. He's either gonna take it one way or the other. You know what? You gotta kill him. <laughs> <laughs> the guy. <laughs> Wild card. Gotcha. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. I think Um, the conversation needs to happen. Glad we're not you, Zach. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, man. I don't know. That's a tough one, brother. I'd say approach him how I said, kind of. I like your idea. He's probably like, I've been a Republican for 45 years. I ain't changing now. It's like, well, listen, no, we're talking about bucks. (laughs) You forgot where he is. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Best of luck to you, Zach. Thanks for being a supporter, brother. Good luck. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. He's in bear camp with us. He was. Oh, this is a good, a fun question. If the Midwest sees to have whitetails tomorrow, what state would you move to hunt whitetails? Do you go south to the Mississippi Deltas, Texas feeders, or out west to Wyoming and cash in on resident opportunities? Or another state? It's a fun question. And 
South Dakota. Uh, I don't know if that's the Midwest or not. Well, you described us the Midwest earlier. East River, South Dakota is the Midwest. West River is West. We're all moving west. Now I gotta think of somewhere else to go. Um, North Carolina, Canada, Delaware. Delaware's a good one. Canada. Canada? Yeah, you can kill anything out there. What state? State, Eric. Not country. North Carolina. I've been getting some messages from North Carolina listeners that are killing hogs. I'll be out there with those boys. You got big deer out there? No. (laughs) 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 You're talking about killing the hogs. Kentucky. Ooh. Kentucky Midwest? Yeah. How, where's Midwest? Kentucky where's would it? say no, but I say yes. I don't think Kentucky's Midwest, so. I'm okay. That's convenient. <laughs> so you're going Kentucky? Kentucky or? Kentucky touches Illinois. It's not I'm, the South. I, I almost <laughs> want to say Texas, but I just, I've heard stories of Texas that doesn't sound like. I don't know. Sandy Cheeks is down there just fucking. I said the F word. Uh, oh. Beep it. Crunk call. But, uh, uh. I've been a good boy here on DeerCast. <laughs> he almost made it to 100. <laughs> <laughs> I've cussed a lot in 100 episodes. Sandy uh, Cheeks, that... you get that reference? Mm-mm. SpongeBob. Oh. She's from Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't get it. Disappointing. All right, North Carolina, final answer. I'm going Texas. Georgia. Okay. That was a fun question. Jeremiah. I'm going to go home with T-Bone. All right. Corey Smith. You guys have a certain buck that you chased or killed that you would say, flip the switch, and you just start going after more mature bucks. All right. Do you guys have a certain buck that you chased or killed that you would say, flip the switch? And you start going after more mature bucks. Um, mine would be that buck I, I named Creepy. I mean, even though I killed some good mature bucks before that, but like Creepy was like the turning point of like finding a deer, staying after them, sticking with my game plan, and killing them. That, I think Creepy is a special deer to me because he did change that. Yeah. I would say um, call this one buck Crabby. And he actually looked way bigger than he scored. But um, I remember getting trail cam pictures of him. Back in the day when you had to go develop, uh, develop. develop them, yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I remember it was like in a November morning. It was like raining. It was really crappy out, and everyone else was like, "Oh, we're staying in." And I was like, "I'm going out. Like, screw it. Like, what can I lose?" And then that's the day I missed him at I think 30 yards. I shot right over his back, and he did like the big buck thing where he goes like at 80 and just turns around, Looks all his glory, just looking at you, and you're just like, ah. So then I ended up getting him late muzzleloader when I found him coming to the one of the cornfields. So I don't know, like after that I was just like in your own head you're just like, Man, I can do this. Like you put the time in, they're gonna come around. Yeah, I hear you. Eric? No buck has a really I've never shot a buck that I've had on camera. Really? Yeah. Not that um the one Mark's text Aaron? The eight, eight and a half year old? No, I never had him on camera. That's what makes it cooler, though, dude, I think. Like, all of them have been where we hunt or just randos that show up. That's all right. I yeah. think that's fun. One of my bigger deer, Wild I never... Card. Actually, Wild card. 
the buck I call Battle Axe, the well, I had pictures of him before, but the year I killed him, I thought he died. He showed up. I think I caught him. The, well, that's this might be an exaggeration. I have good reason to believe I shot him his first day on the property. Back on the property. Just a guess. Never know. Because the neighbor had pictures of him. Oh. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, but now he's on the wall. Good questions. Good questions. Eric, man, I can't ever try it. I know Shuskowski. your name. Good, good, good attempt. We'll I think that. that's right. We'll take that's, that. I, well, yeah. Because I can read, Doug. Would you rather shoot a 128 or a 126? And what are y'all's early season tactics for mature bucks? Oh, 126. Uh, 126 all, all day. All day. day bro. Like, I'm still six. going for that, the big six. I saw a buck. I thought it'd be like 110, 115 as a six last year. That's and I know he lives. That might get arrow. But I don't have any pictures of him this year. Just a giant six. Dude, a giant six. They're cool, man. There's no tines there, and to make 120 is a lot. The great white buffalo. That's impressive. It's a great white buffalo. Uh, Early season (laughs) tactics for mature bucks. You want to know the most basic early season tactic for mature bucks from a a Kurt Geyer perspective? (laughs) In early season, if you get a cold front and you have no other intel, sit your butt in a pinch point. Mm -hmm. And if you do have intel... Which is the hard part is finding the intel, like greens specifically on a cold front. where they're going. Yep. Right wind, greens, cold front. Yeah. If you have like an area, you know, the big bucks going through and a cold front, I mean, it's pretty easy. If you do your intel. I mean, it's not easy like, to kill them. If you do but, your intel with them, cameras, he's coming in on yeah. that wind and that wind specific. If that wind's coming up. He's going to be around there. We'll the, say that. The recipe is there. Whether he's there or not, you can't help. But right. yeah. if he's there Something and it works change, out, you'll yeah. go, man, I'm glad I did that. If a cold front's coming up in October, if I don't have intel on a deer making a, uh, some sort of predictive pattern from a camera or an actual really in-person difficult. sighting, I'm going to go to a, a transition area. An a area point. you know big bucks have been through. and yep. yep. I'm sitting my butt there because you know if your wind's good, at the very least, if there's no deer move through, and you know you put yourself in a good opportunity. So uh, good question. Whether our answer's right or wrong. Okay. Christian Arnold, favorite hunt memory, whitetail, or anything else? Man, there's so many. God, there's a ton. I got a pretty cool one um, that I might not talk about a ton. My dad, if you look uh, above our studio TV, the top left eight, my dad shot that buck and hit him. Uh, I don't think he hit him a little high. We went and recovered him the next day and found him bedded and made another move on him. Just kind of a crazy... Oh, we got another shot on him. Crazy, yeah. We, I found him, bedded, and we moved in and made another shot. And like you watch your dad put another one in him. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. And we covered him with my father-in-law and uh, his old lab that he had at the time. Um, the dog wasn't like tracking the deer with us, but he was just like an old farm dog. <laughs> and we were able to, you know, get the deer, recover it, and then we brought his name was Wrangler. And we got a, a really cool picture of the buck in the back of the side by side with Wrangler like sitting. And then Wrangler passed not too long after, and I printed a photo of that and framed, framed it and it. gifted it to my father-in-law, and he's got it like in his house. Like, oh, that's, that's cool. Awesome. He's like, it's my favorite picture of all time. Wrangler was just ate up, you know? He's <laughs> ate up. And it's just, it was just a cool time of his life. Old it was like one of them up. classic farm hunting, oh, like yeah. Midwest experiences. It's kind of a long story short. Like the classic farm picture? Yeah, it's just cool. Yeah. It was like we had 
the farmer, the farm dog, the hunt, my dad, and I was there with them. Actually, Sam was there with me. We recovered it and got him. It was like cool. Like she was along with and everything. Like part of the whole process. So it was cool. Favorite hunt memory, man. That is just a. I don't. That's a loaded question. I don't think they're really. I don't. I wouldn't say that's can there my be a, favorite, but it's one that's up there. You yeah. know, maybe it is my favorite, but. Uh, I mean, my black bear. It's hard not to think recently. Yeah, yeah, the fresh ones. You got to go to like childhood. Yeah, well, I'm like trying to think. instilled great memories with Doug. <laughs> uh, when I shot my biggest buck, as you see, I was six, I think fifteen or sixteen years old. Didn't deserve it. And we were after. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're actually. I have a pair of sheds. We're actually after a really, a really, really big one, and um. It was getting dark and some does were out there and this one buck comes out and I mean to me it looks you know at that age like 200 inch to me but my uncle like was hunting with me and he, he wanted to make sure like I didn't want to wait for the really big one and he's like he's like here take the binoculars and make sure I didn't even I mean I was just like it's good like I didn't even look through the binoculars at all I'm like he's big enough and then, then it'd be like 176 but um I don't know. It's just funny because he's like, are you sure you want to shoot? I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, yes. yes. <laughs> Why are you questioning this? I'm Why like are we shaking talking already? about this? Trust the process. It's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. That's a good one. That's though. a good one. Then I like called, it was back right when cell phones started being a thing and I called my dad and like the first thing he's like, is it bigger than mine? And I'm like, no. And he's like, all right, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> well, click. Click. Don't he hangs you, up like Don't you love me, Papa? <laughs> Are you giving me a hug? No. no. What, what an a-hole answer. Nah, he's just like joking. I, I like, know, I know. That's a total Marv answer. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm sorry to your parents about having to cancel the podcast. That's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll get have a good reason. We'll get them. They'll understand. <laughs> Eric? Eric, you got to go. It's the last question. Oh, man. From, from the VIP. I mean, there's so many from just like... Starting out duck hunting with my old man, you know, going out on the boat the night before, sleeping on the boat, hanging out with all his friends, and like, you guys would go out and stay the night on the boat. Oh yeah. Oh no kidding. You know, you need, they'd drink all night, and you know, I was probably ten, eleven when we started doing that. They'd drink all night. <laughs> you went to go party with my ten year old. Staying out on the boat—that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we'd sleep in the boat, and then we'd get up in the morning, and like in our duck blind boat. You know, they'd have a little griddle in there and they'd be cooking breakfast and shooting ducks and Damn. drinking bloody Mary's. And I don't it, sound too bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get into the water. <laughs> yeah, it was up? awesome, man. Hey, I got an idea. Got an idea. What's your idea? Thank you. We <laughs> should get a lease on this side of the river. So we can all get buck tags, a WCB lease that when the boys get bigger, somewhere close, we can come here, have hunting camp, stay up and get, shit faced with our 10 year olds like responsible parents like our parents did love it love it get up in the morning cook bacon and eggs and all that and then take our kids out hunting we can do that you know what i mean like this could be this like good central ground for hunting camp we all stay we're gonna have the bunk rooms the boys can all stay in there Doug, you better start having kids. Oh, yeah, Like, man. think about that. Like, that's, like, what... Behind. That is what we long for as adults, like, what we had or wished we had. Oh, I mean, that's kind of why we built this whole thing for the next generation, let's be honest. See, we could do that. We just got to find a lease. They might be the last kids that ever have that experience. 
I wish you. I wish camp. our deer camp was still a thing for my kids because, like, shit. I remember I was probably fifteen, you know, and when it comes closer to dark, you know, all the guys would go back to the cabin. They'd be drinking, playing cards. I'm like, hey, hey, I'm gonna go sit in this blind. We need a card table here. <laughs> I got one. You know, what we should do Home um, when Devin and them come down. I mean, we've got a card table right here if you tough if you ask. Play some cards and shoot some shit. We gotta teach Kurt how to play cards. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. If it's hunting culture, dude, let's do it. But I to, went out you're to, about the... to learn euchre. We get some WCB cards, man. Oh, yeah, we can do that. That's, oh, that's what we need. That's a great idea. Look at me. Can I be the king? Wow. No. You're the ace. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're the joker. <laughs> Jordan's a joker. Jordan's the queen. <laughs> <laughs> The simp. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of card is that? <laughs> He's a two. We should just have like bucks on them, like, you know, the 200 inches, the ace. We can get some custom cards, man. I really was just thinking of our logo on the back. I wasn't no, really like, we gotta go more. No, just <laughs> our logo on the back's fine. Just conceited as all hell. No, we gotta be on the front, the front of the cards. It's so generic, though, if we do that. Boys, this has been a fun DeerCast episode, bringing her into 100. Um, I, I do like doing these like BS kind of listener questions episodes, especially coming closer into hunting season. We're going to do more of these. Uh, we're busy right now. Things are going on. Um, anything new at the store, Eric? Uh, we got a couple new shirts out, the cabin shirt and the chrome mm. shirt. And then, you know, of course, we got the deer cast shirts on there also. So yep. UTs. UTs. Yep. We're, we are, let's be honest, I didn't know what size to order right away. So well, we're going to order mm-hmm. more. We got I got more on order, so there's gonna be a lot more sizes in there also. So we need to get some ladies options made. Yep. Which you... I'm working on that also, which is kind of the wrong season for that because I'm planning on doing some tanks and tanks and tanks. Look tanks. for look for some new hoodies coming <laughs> so out selfish. too. And... Yeah, hoodies. Look, look forward to that. Hoodie season's back. Let's do this. Oh, it's back. Cool. I love it. Thanks, guys, for supporting us. Episode ninety nine in the books. Appreciate Fellas, we've been working overtime today. No problem. You know what to do? Go shoot a giant. And we'll see you next week. Episode 100 is coming in hot. I might regret this one. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Peace. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.